Welcome back to our podcast, Coursing Through Life with Joy. And uh, as soon as we think about coursing through our lives, dependence on technology and connecting through technology is becoming more and more an integral part of our conversations. Just like uh, before I opened up this conversation with Saki, it's almost midnight for her and uh, she says, Alexa's yelling around the house and I was just <laughs> thinking immediately about this, that even if you want to be alone, left alone, there is this constant surveillance of technology that is happening all around you, isn't it, Saki? Absolutely. I think um, the, the point you just started with is so indicative of the, I use the word dependency on technology yes. because, I mean, I am, and I, despite being a self kind of um, proclaimed technophobe, mm-hmm. I think, I think, if these, if you, if you're able to strike that really wonderful balance, I think of using it and not letting it use you. And I think mm-hmm. when I, you know, when, as soon as we click into something, you know, I always say, "Oh my God, I've just clicked into some kind of algorithm now. Yeah. I'm, I'm part of, I'm part yes, of here. some system, a yeah. statistic, a fact somewhere. I'm now going to be on a chart to say, oh, mm-hmm. this many people have clicked on this kind of." talk or recipe whatever it might Mm. be whatever it is on the internet that you have used you are now you know you you're part of it and which is good because we're not we're not about bashing the internet and you know tech Mm -hmm, we're not mm -hmm. because i don't know how easy it is to completely live without it um but the dependency on it is more and more prevalent i think in mm-hmm. many walks of life but i think you know keeping specific to the topic that you know we're, we're going to discuss today where where does loneliness fit into that for oh, so many people oh, oh so big time because you know when you just said i could imagine uh, somebody turning the faucet on and the water spiraling yeah. down that vortex and that's how we are we are trying to stay afloat don't want to go down that sink hole mm. and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and be forever sucked in. And that's what happens every time we try and log into something which sends us down this spiral because everything is designed on the internet to be addictive. But coming back, like you said, to the topic, this connectedness between us and the entire world, the moment we click a button and the screen comes alive, this connectedness uh-huh. is also taking us deep down into a sense of loneliness. And in a connected world, lonely people is what we are beginning to find more and more. So going by the yes. statistics to set the tone of why we want to talk about this, why it is becoming so important, mm-hmm. a University of Pittsburgh statistic says that more than two hours on social media leads to twice the odds of perceived social isolation. Now, when I read this statement, I had to mbal over it, had to really dwell on it because two hours on social media means twice 
the amount of perceived social isolation means you're going to start perceiving yourself as somebody who's lonely than a yes. person who say spends about maximum 30 days on any sort of social media platform and we are talking about a difference between passive usage and active usage what happens mm. in passive usage is like you've scrolled something and you end up scrolling for hours but all you're doing is passively looking at the screen throwing up data information designs yeah holiday locations suggestions or people's reels and their activity whereas active usage mm-hmm. is something where you are mining data for work you're looking up information that's going to help you for instance if i'm doing research trying to put some information together for this conversation that's active usage but primarily lot of people are even you and i are guilty of being sucked into the passive usage hole and that is where the damage really occurs and then i started dwelling on uh, what i just said that it's perceived loneliness so it led me uh-huh. to one insight that isn't it so akin to life if if we watch life from the sidelines then life is just passing by days will turn yeah. into nights and weeks and months whereas if we are participating actively in life then it becomes a different ball game altogether and life yeah. is all about experiencing getting yes. your getting yeah. your physical selves out there and involved but the moment you become a passive observer it's like sitting with a tub of popcorn and watching a movie and a movie after movie and not being actively engaged so that is why passive i feel uh, passive engagement with internet or any social media is not so healthy and not so great because the brain starts to lose neurons and today science is talking about research is talking about um a sense of inadequacy comparisons we are creating a sort of aspiration tree where oh i want to be like that and 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 i believe the lonelier you get the more you are tempted to use social media and the more social media you use the lonelier you yeah. get and what an avalanche effect it's having on our psychology and our a psyche and it's it's just pushing us further into that sense of worthlessness and loneliness so these were the initial things that i looked at and i found them very interesting and there are several more as we as we go on but first of all what's your take on this human behavior of just passively scrolling and not participating engaging actively and then feeling more and more miserable on the inside look i think there's a lot to be said for that scroll button you know if you it's it's like i think we discussed you know um last week we think oh netflix yes there's you know there's yeah. plenty of interesting content out there that is very very good to be consumed it's there to be consumed and it serves a really good purpose and there's absolutely no reason why you wouldn't want to go and engage in that and take that and learn that mm. um but like i said on the bottom right hand corner it's netflix that decides how many episodes you're watching yeah 
because with all the best intentions in the world, when people say, I'm just going to watch an episode, next thing you know, you've, you've watched four, you know, because everything ends on a cliffhanger and it's that insatiable, immediate desire to want to know what happens next. And so that's that viewing that taken care of. And the other one is the handheld mobile devices, you know, this mm -hmm. information that is out there 24 hours a day. There's no off button. Mm. There is no off button. It's scroll. You will not read an article or a little what, whatever something somebody has sent you because you have the option to, and that requires a lot of discipline to read something that somebody has sent or you want to read an article and get off the phone immediately after reading it and not be tempted, not yeah. be sucked into the temptation of doom scrolling. And that takes a lot. We have we have become accustomed to it. Personally, I don't know anybody, I don't know if you do, that reads what they're meant to read and then puts, puts down the device. I think it's become one of the toughest challenges for every one of us. It's the, mm. it's the true litmus test, the moment yeah. we say open up the laptop, I want to write an article and I want to start researching or putting together information. It must be happening yeah. to a lot of people. The moment yeah. you've stopped your relevant research or you're through that and suddenly you find yourself clicking on a very tempting advertisement or some yeah. little message that somebody's pinged and the next moment you find yourself exploring the yeah. last three months of their lives and looking at their holidays and that miserable feeling starts to develop inside. Why is he or she having so much fun? Why am I so stuck with my life at this moment? Oh God, how do they get to afford that? And then that spiral of comparative yeah. thoughts and that insecurity starts to breed in. And mm -hmm. next you realize, oh, I've hit upon a celebrity actor's uh, Instagram page. And if you are there looking at Penelope Cruz holidaying in the French Riviera, you got to feel more miserable about yourselves with your nine to fives and with what your present income is getting you. That's the saddest part of it. The numbing process, the insensitive and irresponsive uh, behavior that you show. Because if at that same moment you're sitting at a party or you're out dining with the family, you and I or all of us have noticed the entire family of four is busy on their devices, scrolling different mm -hmm. things, looking at, say, the next football jersey the young man wants to pick up or the next bag the lady wants or uh, the gentleman is checking out a porn site right there in full public view. Yet, the saddest part is they become irresponsive and insensitive to others and research shows even if somebody is trying to engage with you socially at that point in time, you are, mm -hmm. you are becoming more and more prone to not responding. And then you feel, I'm so worthless. I feel so lonely. Even my family doesn't care. Whereas when, when they're asking you something, you're going, mm, huh, mm, no. Yeah. yeah. You're into monosyllables or you're humming responses which are absolutely incoherent. You're not even trying to get back to them because your response to stimulus is now confined to your screen. And that stimulus is getting 
brighter, stronger, more engaging, more addictive by the day. And then the colors of life around you have suddenly started to become very dull. And that's where the thing is. Research shows when you stop responding to people, you're liable to be pushed in the dark, lonely corner even more. What do you have to say about that? Isn't that a regular happenstance in family gatherings and outings and holidays? Everyone on their devices. Yeah, there's there's a lot of it. There is a lot of, of that that you see that it's it's really tricky. It is really tricky because I think families and there's a certain generation, again, age comes into this as well, and what generation you belong to, where I'm able to look you in the eye and comfortably communicate with you. I don't have a problem with that because depending on which site, which which part of the spectrum you're on, mm-hmm. you, you don't feel uncomfortable and awkward uh, making eye contact, having good positive body language um, and being comfortable. Being comfortable having a real life active human engagement, which is an exchange. I can sit perfectly comfortably and listen to you and I am very comfortable talking to you Hmm. without the aid of a device however again on the other spectrum i think there's there's lots of people that are awkward they are not comfortable looking at you when they talk to you because they prefer um to be speaking to somebody on a device let it be chat let it be abbreviated chat at that because Mm -hmm. people a lot of people i know aren't even they don't have the time or they could, can't be bothered to spell an entire word. So let's just abbreviate, let's abbreviate yeah. um, words. But there's, look, there's digital dementia. Yeah, I never thought, is. you know, I was thinking, wow, oh my gosh, mm. you know. We get into our cars and we program a sat-nav to mm. take us to where we need to go to. Yes. And I was thinking, I, I did it earlier on, I've done it today and it's habitual. It's a habit now because I don't rely on my own, what, map reading skills, which aren't all that good, I have to admit. Um, mm-hmm. So I do have, you know, I have a dependency on technology when it comes to that. Um, and to think, well, how, you know, the world functioned without sat-navs. Not every vehicle mm-hmm. is programmed with a sat-nav. Those people still reach their destination quite successfully. Yeah. And... It's, you know, Fitbits are a big, huge thing because people want to count their steps. You know, Mm -hmm. the last few years has been a big, massive thing. So that's another technology, you know. And yes, you can take your um, heart rate. You can monitor other certain positive health-related, you know. Parameters, yeah. Mm -hmm. Apple Watch and things like that. I know. So I understand you know, the benefits of it. But I look, I've always been a bit reluctant and I've had a love-hate, a personally a love-hate relationship with it because I read some wonderful stories and I think, oh my God, had it not been for social media or technology, these people wouldn't have united. Mm-hmm. But then when you think about all the people that, the relationships that exist because of the internet, mm-hmm. and now in the modern dating world, how else do you meet people that the... the I don't want to say the age-old method of meeting somebody. Is there a 
I, I don't think it's possible without the internet for a lot of people now. It is not. So the face of so many things that we are accustomed to, like getting to our destination without the use of technology, meeting somebody without mm. the use of technology, studying, you know, it's in schools, it's everywhere, it's in the banking system, the shopping system. Yet, again, sticking to our topic, so where does this loneliness and feeling of isolation come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are we so disconnected whilst being connected? Yeah, so it's it's definitely it's a huge. Yeah, it is it is huge, and and it's almost declared an epidemic in so many countries. Why did yes. I mean you're you're sitting right there in the heart of UK? Why did you have to go and appoint um, and create a ministry of happiness? Because uh, loneliness is the biggest threat. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about trying to reach our destination, say, first of all, today most people are having more conversations with Alexa and Siri than their spouses. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, tell me this, give me a recipe for that, take me to the office, mm-hmm. answer my phone calls or send so-and-so a message. So if Alexa and Siri have become the most dominant conversation in your life, you need to really slow down and check how much on tech you're depending. And and like you said, when you're counting your steps and forgetting the beautiful flowers that grow, or you're not smelling them, you're not enjoying their mm-hmm. colors while you're out on your walk, all you want to know is how efficiently have I burned calories today? Then yeah. you're missing the whole point of life. And, and that sort of disengagement yeah. and mecha- mechanization on and basing yourself and your lives as data points is where loneliness is setting in and you know i often go back to the example of young children how spontaneous free-spirited uncomplicated is their expression when it comes to emotions they are never mincing words they are just saying what they feel out there Mm -hmm. spontaneously they forget their griefs and sorrows and their um, cry out loud moments in the next five minutes because because they're over, they've processed that emotion, they've let it out and uninhibited expression. Whereas as we move into adulthood, the same emotions are being pent up or they are being released on the digital platforms, in social media arenas and that's where the fault lines begin to appear. And that's where I think experiencing silence becomes very important. And today, when when you say in the middle of the night, Alexa's making a noise and not going to let the rest of the household go to sleep, these 24-hour monitors have, have really penetrated our lives. Today, there are notifications, there are promotional calls coming in, there are banks who hound you, there are people trying to sell you stuff every minute. The space that we used to create for contemplation, for silence, it's not there anymore. If you, if you watch people, say in a, in a doctor's waiting room or anywhere, the impulse is every few minutes to reach out for your screen mm-hmm. and to start scrolling. And yes. that means you cannot sit with yourself in perfect silence yes. even for one minute and if you're not sitting in silence 
you are missing out on life's most beautiful gift because that silence is the true soil for creative thought and 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 this yeah. this passive active balance is very important until unless you are able to retreat in perfect digital silence also you will you will never be able to stay sane so as we are discussing this one of the remedies of this loneliness is to find that beautiful place where loneliness becomes solitude and and you know might sound a little poetic but this is the fine line between being perfectly good and okay with your company own company and and dreading your own selves and running for help towards a digital um, stimulant like a social media platform oh i need to go on instagram oh i'm missing out on this and that's where fomo comes in basically you're not connecting with yourself you're connecting more with the outside stimulating world and and you start missing it if you don't have it for a minute or two because you just can't be with your own selves you cannot experience true silence and then go into solitude which probably is so dangerous because it can lead me into meditation it can bring me peace and bliss i might be being yes. sarcastic here but that's what most people are suffering from inability to be with themselves don't you think there there you yeah it's huge you don't underestimate the fact that people have people want to deflect they do a lot of people do not want to be left alone with their thoughts you know when we wait we hear the expression quite a lot i can't go there hmm. i don't want to go there there means where what it's not a physical place it isn't a destination yeah. it's in their head it's in their mind it's with their thoughts uh, no um so uh, uh, i want to be distracted by something external yeah. the entire time so if i don't want to go inside my head where do i want to go i want to be outside, outside yeah. and not physically outside i want to be out consuming something and if it even, if it is mindless content that is more satisfying to to a lot of people because they don't have see i am, to to a certain point i am quite sympathetic because depending on what you are carrying psychologically and emotionally of course it's going to impact how well you will function and if you think you know what it's what i'm carrying what i'm experiencing is so difficult i am not ready to process it or i don't know how to process it doom scrolling is the thing for me oh yeah Binge, watching netflix is for me being distracted anything anywhere and we live in a 24 hour world where yes of course you will be distracted and the other thing i have found is quite a lot a lot of people confuse peace with boredom oh yes that's such a beautiful thing yeah and i think you know i i was early for an appointment earlier on in the week somewhere so i thought oh i'm going to pop into a coffee shop popped into a coffee shop sat down it, with my coffee literally smelt my coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> sat there a little people watching and everybody everybody was on a device and if they and this is something else i noted even if people are sitting opposite one another where it's male female mm-hmm. girlfriends got two guys out together 
their phones were to hand. They were on the table. Yeah. So I thought it's it's to me it's almost like having an interruption or a, a kind of silent third person there. There are two human beings. So if you and I are sitting opposite one another in a coffee shop and your phone is to hand, mine is to hand, it's at any moment another person can come and interrupt our engagement, our yeah. exchange. And in and fact, uh, we're almost sitting there with bated breath, anticipating that. And and I think it's one of... It is a distraction. Yeah. And, and everybody wants to give the other a gift of absent presence. I'm there, sitting right opposite, but I'm absolutely absent-mindedly present for you because my constant um, mindset is, oh, there's that email I'm expecting, anticipating. Oh, I'm preempting yes. things or I'm just, oh, oh my yep. mom's going to call me or I'm expecting my yes. boss to email me about uh, how the promotion plans are going or my next uh, relocation. It's, it's It could happen anytime. So let me keep my phone handy. Yeah. And then yeah. that's, that's a split attention. And today we feel a lot of people take a lot of pride in this ability to mentally mun- multitask. Whereas until unless a task at hand has your undivided attention, it, I think it's the biggest mark of respect to be fully present to an individual you're engaging with. If you're yes. out on a coffee date yeah. with a friend and your yep. friend is ranting, but you've slowly drifted away into a different yeah. landscape in your mind. It happens. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. today with loneliness becoming a problem, it's because you are not offering yourselves fully in that conversation. And this loneliness thing is like consuming today. So much of research compares it to smoking and says 15 to 16 cigarettes a day is what loneliness of a few hours is equivalent to. And uh-huh. imagine consuming 15 cigarettes a day in today's day and age. You're very aware. You don't even want to passively smoke, but you're happy yeah. doing that inhaling all that toxicity through loneliness it's it's having an impact it's 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 increasing mortality rates today by 26 percent it's lowering your neuron count it alters your brain function it's 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 leading to accelerated heart disease and substance abuse and you're in the uk so i i just stumbled upon one in ten persons in uk feels lonely but Why are we putting the blame on the outside? It is the digital connectedness that's escalating the problem. Let's come to terms with it. Let's face it and talk about it. And like you said, to be able to wean yourself off from the temptation of consuming more digital content, which is now in the background harming you in so many ways, you got to understand. Teenagers... 60% 60% mm-hmm. are saying that they're lonely. Yeah. 60% yeah. because it's not just studies. It's not parental relationship disconnect. It's gaming, which is a huge challenge. It's substance abuse, social media. And it's the teenagers looking for more and more validation. That is why they're lonelier. Because they, yeah. their need yeah. to be built up as individuals is more, whereas damaged and distracted parents are not able to give that to them. 
nor are their peers giving it to them. So isn't this epidemic heading to become a pandemic? It is. It may be silent. It may be showing up uh, and camouflaged behind uh, all the other diseases that we see are going up. But the root is unhappiness and loneliness and a lot of it we bring it upon ourselves. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I like I said, I'm always sympathetic to to anyone and everybody that is doing a lot of heavy lifting in terms of psychologically and emotionally. And you know what? You never know anybody's story until somebody mm. sits down or you know is is comfortable enough sharing and disclosing with you what it what the driver. I think the driving force behind what is it. And avoidance. A lot of people would rather avoid the real life. I don't know. Anywhere that they can get some semblance of satisfaction or pleasure from. Yeah. It's the pleasure seeking principle. And it's a human need and it's it's perfectly normal and we all have it. But it's it's quantity. You know, how much of anything of a you know is it anything that's too good to be true or mm -hmm. a good thing too much? That's it. Too much of a good thing can soon and fast become a bad thing. But And the quality of the relationships that is suffering as a result of, I mean, I hear, I hear this a lot in with couples, with parents, mm -hmm. parents troubled by the kids, the kids that are troubled by the parents in terms of you're only here physically because the the man generally or the female will say yeah but i'm here i'm here right. yeah but you're not present you're only hearing physically and to the person that is there physically that should be enough for the other person but it isn't because if you are here physically but you're sat on a phone you may as well not be i hear that a lot yes. but you're always on your phone you may as well not be because you're not engaging with me. Yes, you're there physically, yes. but you're on your mobile phone. And parents that are trying to have a connection with a child and the child is either addicted to gaming or is addicted to the internet, whatever it might be. And they literally are tearing their hair out because nobody taught us who's called internet training. Mm. We were given this tool without the proper... I don't know, the guidance or the support mm -hmm. or the boundaries that come with this to say, yes, you can use it, but 24 hours a day and the consumption is un it's limitless. It is. So imagine giving that to a 10-year-old, a 2-year-old. I mean, 2-year-olds have and is, Yeah, their, their fingers are so proficient moving oh, all wow. across the screens <laughs> today. Yes. And and I think yeah. it's it's so, again, when, when you said this, I was I was going back. People had no heart disease before the advent of automobiles and mm. fast cars mm. and two-wheelers that were running on motors and fuel. Before that, you were cycling to work, you were running, you were walking, and there was no obesity, there was no heart disease. And suddenly the epidemic yep. of um, coronary problems came in because yep. life became so much more sedentary. Now, there's, there's a very fine line of balance between Technology coming to ease out your burdens. Yes. Travel became yes. more efficient. 
you could cover vast distances. You could today now we're looking at a time when we could fly between New York and Tokyo in five hours. That's where we are headed now. But the remaining ten hours you're going to save, you can utilize it constructively. Or if your if your drive time from work to home has been shortened like it was done thirty forty years ago with a car instead of a bicycle, you started mm-hmm. to sit in front of the television set and dumb yourselves down and took a bowl full of carbohydrate or fat-rich food and consume, stimulate your senses with um, nonsensical programs. And then you didn't realize five years of being a couch potato led to obesity, to heart disease. Same way with the internet. Now, the advent of technology is to be used very judiciously. Unfortunately, as human beings, whenever a new technology develops, we tend to find use and misuse in equal measure. We, we can fuel uh, a million homes or we can bomb and destroy Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So traditionally, the human mind is capable of taking a new development in all directions. And with the with the internet also the same thing is happening today. You can put on a VR set and 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 yeah. experience um, a new home you want to buy and, and the seller can virtually take you there. Or you can yes. experience your holiday sitting here. You can have the perfect villa in Egypt or I was speaking to a friend of mine who was working for a tech company. He said these came in free for us as employees. And first two mm-hmm. months I absolutely went berserk. I repeatedly craved that experience. Let me put the VR set on. Enter that beautiful world. How tempting and addictive it can be because the neurons are firing, there are new networks and neural pathways being formed and you can fall prey to that just like the high from mushrooms or marijuana or uh, anything else. So it's very important. Like you said, training judicious utilization of technology and today when uh, that sort of stimulation becomes so much more heightened the whole experience you will find reality dull i go back to the same example you gave me of that kid in japan was it japan or korea where oh korea korea right so that that boy i said yeah if he's constantly living in a make-believe world, uh, a metaverse of uh, gaming platforms creation, he's more and more liable not to come back to the dull, poor sensory sensory stimulation lacking real world. And that's what is becoming more dangerous. Loneliness is being driven by today's AI and ML can write your essays. That means you don't need to think creatively. Previously, uh, you had to remember your path, like you said, and your destination and the route to it. Today, you don't have to. Phone numbers, nope. you don't have to. All, all For all those things, technology is coming in. But then, onset of dementia and like uh, Parkinson's and various other memory loss related diseases is is happening earlier and at an earlier age because you've stopped exercising. First you did it to your body, then you did it to your fingers, now you're doing it to your mind. 
Yeah. I mean, look at, um, I don't know what food delivery is like there in India. Same as here. Yeah. Wow. It's, I mean, in, if you think about in the last, I don't know, four, five years, I would say the increase in drive-throughs, mm -hmm. the increase in food delivery, you do not even have to get up to go yeah. um, and collect your food, leave alone, go to a supermarket, buy the stuff and cook it yourself. But... I mean, no, I don't know how, what kind of busy world we are living in where you just think, no, um, I I can't wait that long time to cook a meal and I'm just going to order it. And so in terms of employment, has it given people jobs? Yes, yes. I understand that and that yes. I get. But the other thing, asking Alexa, um, and I'm guilty of this because I have actually done this a couple of times myself, um, for ease and for convenience, right? Because mm -hmm. you want something quickly. Oh, give me a recipe, the top five recipes in the last month or whatever. And Alexa will very diligently go search blah, blah, blah and, and give you that. However, and I think the alternative that to that would have been if I had spoken to somebody in my home to said, hey, what would you like for dinner today? Yeah. That opens a dialogue. It opens a conversation. So we are almost, and when I reflect on things like that, I think, you know, I'm, we, we are shortchanging ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are doing our relationships and ourselves, our households a disservice because the go-to would be yeah, so I think, you know, the go-to is now, unfortunately, Alexa, and, you know, you get the recipes off her, as opposed to asking somebody, the human being, because yeah. that is, it's almost like the human beings are now the alternative to technology. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be that way around. Yeah. You know, you have a human experience and exchange and dialogue. Don't you, don't you feel that the moment you said that, my first go-to thought was, uh, yeah. When we got married, my wife came in with a beautiful handwritten book of recipes that were handed down yeah. to her by her grandmom and by her mother. Yeah. And, and there was a yeah. time when she was traveling for work for six months and I got hold of that and I started whipping up. Yeah. It, it's, it's brought me closer to yeah. her grandmother because there's a sense of intimacy in that handwritten yes. recipe book. Yes. You're not just packing yes. recipes. And I'm not romancing the idea, but this is how human connection and bonds are established with someone who's, who's well into her 80s and 90s by the time I was using that book and had slowed down. I felt a, a very different yes. connection and a sense of love and respect that it's a it's a it's a real effort for a mum to sit down mm -hmm. and lovingly write down recipes yes. to give to her daughter so that when she takes on the mantle she's feeding a lovely yeah. delicious meal to her family and now imagine today you want to go to the best chef in town or the celebrity chef on the show and take the recipes down in a web minute and you just buy the convenient ingredients and put it together. Where is human connection?
It's gone. Uh-huh. You, you're not connecting to your past, to your history, to your ancestors. The whole experience of living is in these bonds of love. And don't you feel that when most people are on their deathbeds, as research shows, they only regret yeah. not having connected, loved, yes. said things that they meant to. And today, yes. people are going to, I think, chuck their phones in disgust on their deathbeds. This thing got me off everyone. Everyone yeah. I loved. But it's happening. Yes. I do I, I do believe it is happening. There seems to be a bit of a shift and a bit of a mind set change and a desire, a desire. And now we call it on to go back to the way it used to be. Yes. Um, and I think people do miss that. People do. do miss that. And, you know, there's lots of things that you read. And, you know, one of my favorite ones is, you know, do more things that make you forget to check mm-hmm. your phone. Yeah. And if you do check your phone. But look, I know we're coming towards towards the end of yes. this this uh, chapter. But I think the real key takeaway points mm-hmm. really are to, to help us to, to save ourselves from loneliness. Yeah. And, you know, to check in on one another, to to speak when you, you know, in a, in a, the, the human way. The, yeah. oh, I don't want to say the, the traditional way. way. Or, or, yeah, I'd rather say it's, 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 the, it's the real yes. way. And I think uh, when you just said help, I think uh, one of the cures for this loneliness is mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. others, reaching out. Yeah. Out is the yes. key word here. And... Unfortunately, COVID is, like you said, precipitated. Food delivery business is great. But this distancing, don't you think in those two years, we started yearning for hugs, for handshakes, for holding people. I mean, there were so many heart-rending videos of people Mm -hmm. just seeing each other through the glass and not being able to hold, right? So that reminder that came in the form of COVID was was mm-hmm. a reality check for us that human connection has to be real, yes. palpable. It has to it is a felt experience. That's what life is. Yes. It's not to be um, experienced in a in an absent way on a digital Digital-y, platform. Yeah. Go, touch, yeah. meet, help people because it's a huge crowd of lonely people, which is which is such an ironic statement. It's a huge crowd of lonely people we are living midst. Make the connections real is one of the takeaways. Have yes. have real conversations. Don't have virtual coffee dates. Stop looking for partners on just a social media platform. Look for them, but until unless you've met someone over tea, coffee, a meal, even your Tinder dates mm. are 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 yeah. it's only a part of a person or a projected image of a person is what you get. It's until unless you've had a real, real meeting, yes. real engagement, that you know whether I connect or I don't. You have to in real time see how their eyes dart, what their body language is. That's what true connection is. And we are designed as social beings to, yes, in reality, in physical form, in flesh and blood, and in full presence of the mind, be with others. 
get out of the yes, shells. Absolutely. Get out of your digital shells. Engage. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? When and I think again for us not to forget that there's a lot of people out there that have become friends with solitude, that can find peace in oh, yeah. silence and being alone. And a lot of people, when I'm alone and when I was sitting in the coffee shop earlier on, I could not have been happier. I was very content. I was very comfortable. But I don't doubt for a second that there must have been some people that thought, mm. oh, she's sitting by herself. But I was very happy, you know, I'm not just saying that because I, I actively chose to be alone in my thoughts, in my creativity, in my, I can, you know, I, I like pen and paper. I know yes, I can make so. digital note, but I like to doodle, you know. I, I was going to come to that. Business. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, one of the key repair modes to get into is yes. pick up a traditional yeah. beautiful journal Go sit down yeah. and journal your thoughts. Yeah. Because yes. in most of my writing workshops, a lot of people say, oh, can I just type in my poem? I said, sure, you can. But the typing is digital. Life and emotions and feelings and thought yeah. is analog. And analog comes when yes. ink flows through the pen and you are flowing with that pen on a piece of paper. Mm. That is true expression and these yeah. this journaling practices can help you disentangle a lot of yourselves today it's becoming rarer and rarer to find people sitting with a book in a cafe or sitting with their little journal a yeah. beautiful cherished notebook where they're they're documenting their thoughts and even psychologists yeah. have started to say oh it's a beaten idea to tell people to journal but it's such an age-old beautiful technique of expressing yourselves it heals and remedies so yes. many problems. It actually dispels loneliness because you are yeah. in the fertile space of creativity. Instead of numbing yes. it, you are activating imagination. And we, as yeah. human beings, at the core of it are here to create. Create art, create literature, create scientific breakthroughs, create new ideas that can improve our lives, our relationships, mm -hmm. and creation only happens in silence and solitude. Find it. Yes, but it's that accessibility and a really good, I think, finishing point is if you are so busy externally, yeah. enveloped and consumed with distraction, mm -hmm. you you are doing yourself a huge disservice. Leave alone the relationship with anybody else. Yes. Let's just stick with with you and and yourself, which mm -hmm. is you, you are responsible. You, you know your ultimate responsibility, mm -hmm. because the positive consequences of you being a happy, fulfilled person will automatically bleed into every other area of your life anyway. But if you are so, if we as humans are so busy externally mm -hmm. deflecting, yeah. you will never be able to access that beautiful, creative part of your potential. And you will never fully understand what you are truly capable of. Yeah. And that's, that's the sad and the tragic part of being so distracted and busy. Everybody's busy. If you have a job, you're busy. If you don't have a job, you're busy. If you have kids, you're busy. If you don't have kids, you're busy. There's yeah. nobody that you ever speak to that says, you know what? I'm living a really full, enriched life. 
Yes. And busy. Oh my God. You ask somebody how they are nowadays. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten. Oh, I've been really busy. I think, right, okay, that's actually not what I asked you, but and, and that it is being busy, consumed. And there's this stigma almost attached to that if you say you're not doing anything or you know you're not busy you're somehow viewed as you're not productive productive yeah yeah very true and then i think there's this constant Mm. about being productive you have to be productive you've got what have you got to show for your day blah 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 it's important yes of course it is productivity is important but at kind of what cost but again i think the key key point is you know accessing that part of yourself with the beautiful silence and solitude and creativity and all the wonderful things that are sitting laying dormant waiting to be accessed but and desperate to be accessed however you're so busy with the external you've forgotten what is internal and that's where all the best bits are oh that's where your true true treasures (laughs) and true gems of all of breakthrough and whether you look at the Einsteins of the world, they've they've been sitting yeah. in deep contemplation and reflection. Yes. And Einstein always yes. used to say, yes. it's not in the whole of the mathematics and everything, is in imagining solutions to problems. Yeah. And until unless you're giving your creative imagination a free reign, your yeah. productivity yeah. is also going to be not of that quality. And, and when you just mentioned productivity, I think it gave uh, me a natural uh, progression to our podcast as well. The next time yeah. we must talk about how do we define productivity and wealth creation and and, and, and what, oh, is, yeah. what is the definition of true wealth for you? Where yes. do you feel you are really yes. adding value to your lives and who do you consider as valuable? Yeah. Is, is your definition of true wealth and value correct or, or is it a misplaced notion and that is actually taking yeah. your ship not towards your true north, but you're heading down south. Mm. But that's a discussion mm. for another day. We will reserve it for that. But today, I think the key <laughs> takeaways are, yeah, go back into the fertile, creative space of silence, break away yep. from the digital influx of uh, this yeah. deluge yeah. of yeah. noise. <laughs> oh, and yeah. yes, You don't need everything under the sun because a social influencer is driving you or forcing you to pick that up. Maybe, maybe that new set of uh, shades gives him or her the (laughs) great look and a great view of the world. You're happy not spending those thousands of pounds unnecessarily. And there are so many other things that can complete you. And please... When you are with people, make eye contact, make heart contact, make mm. soul contact and have fulfilling, rewarding, enriching interactions and connections yes. with people. That will definitely dispel all the clouds of loneliness and let the sun shine in your lives. Absolutely. And my final one, just finishing point is, yes. it really well and truly is an inside job. It, it really, really is. Oh, it is. Um, and I think when people begin to understand that or or are able to put the phone down or whatever it is that they're mm. that they're able to disconnect from and make the proper inner connections, you know, you're gonna need the external a lot less. You will not be yeah. at the mercy of a device. You will have this fulfilling, enriched feeling that you've been able to gift to yourself. 
You will. And then I just made a note of the time that it's 4.24 a.m. here. And not because I wanted to end it, because I had the most beautiful epiphany here. We are talking about physical boundaries, aren't we? All over. Yes. So, time now that psychologists like yourselves start advocating and telling people, please set digital boundaries. This is my protected space. And beyond this, there is no digital penetration in my life permissible. Mm -hmm. And when I set my digital boundaries right, that my phone's going to be at a certain distance, it's not me weaning myself off a drug or putting a cigarette packet somewhere where I can't reach it. It's clearly about this is to which point I allow digital presence in my life. And beyond that, it is a violation of a very deeply protected inner space where it's me, my peace, my connection with my belief, my divinity, my Mm -hmm. soul. And in that sacred space, digital intrusion is not allowed. Set those digital boundaries. Stick to a Mm -hmm. nice clock on a physical plane and you will find balance coming back into your life and then you'll be coursing through life like we always say with joy (laughs) so thank you thank you Saki for this amazing conversation that we've had today I think it's been it's been very stimulating and wonderful and I hope people have takeaways they're going to write in their feedback and if they have questions they can always reach out to us please yeah do reach out and you have a good evening And we will definitely connect next week to discuss what is true wealth for you. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you. 